1: it's time to take command with former nfl tight end logan paulson and former commander's beat reporter craig hoffman
0: take a podcast from odyssey sports craig hoffman here logan paulson there if you're watching us on youtube go ahead and hit that like button subscribe if you are not as well uh, and of course if you are listening to us on apple Podcasts or spotify and you're not already a subscriber another podcast platform you're not already a subscriber Uh, we'd love to have you each and every week twice a week here on take command so logan let's quickly rifle through three major questions entering training camp or what what do we think are the three biggest questions entering training camp we obviously have uh, about six weeks or so until then uh july 27th training camp opens that was announced today Or announced yesterday, we also got some reporting last night that there might be one, you know, I don't want to call it fairly significant, the most significant day before that. Um, And this is actually the first one to me in terms of things affecting training camp. And it goes right on the heels of our last discussion. There is a really good chance that the ownership uh, transfer is final, that the sale is completed either July 27th or sorry, July 20th or August 8th. NFL owners have been told per multiple reports to save those dates for you know being available, go, going to wherever it is, whether they go to New York, the league office, whether they meet somewhere kind of in the Midwest, more middle of the country um, to get together and vote. Um, and then once Josh Harris gets implemented. You have everything open for business. You have contract negotiations that you can talk about with guys like Cam Curl. Um, you have any upgrades you want to make to the stadium and or practice facility uh, that, you know, new equipment, all these types of things can all, all of a sudden be back on the table again. So, one, is there any difference to you between July 20th, a week before, and August 8th in the middle of training camp? And, and two, do you think that anything in particular will get going pretty quickly or is it... You know, are we kind of already past the window when, when an ownership change can affect the 2023 season in any meaningful way?
1: I mean, I think the only thing that I see kind of potentially being affected is the Cam Crow thing, you know, and, and just how like Cam Crow or, or, or Montez, any kind of contract extension, any kind of money that needs to be brought. in. I think those are the things that kind of are looming. Um, I really, you know, I run a small business of like me, basically and <laughs> right. it's very very hard to quickly get anything done um because there's like legal hurdles outside of the structure of like the team you know and so when you come into an organization i'm sure you've got to get used to the personnel the the structure you got to bring in your own people you got to make hires so i think maybe in that from that standpoint like some of the people in the uh you know like the marketing or the sales side you know there might be some turnover there especially at the vp level within the organization but you know i think from a football standpoint you're not going to see like any kind of dramatic effects because what's he going to do i mean like what's Josh Harris? What, yeah. what is he capable of doing everyone talks about the practice facility or the stadium like those are long projects right selling the right. practice field in ashburn that's a That's probably a two year, maybe a year out type of thing. Yeah. Well, even
0: like if they want to do some kind of construction, like at at that point, you don't necessarily unless it's a construction project that can be done in three days, like you knock down a wall and and install a video monitor or whatever, you know, a projection screen like you don't want to be disruptive at that point of the year. Like there is there is a very set schedule every day of training camp and then ultimately of the season, you know, could they potentially do some very small but impactful work? in that kind of period between the end of training camp and week one, you know, Hey, we're going to, we're going to build a new meeting room because we're going to take out a couple of offices and and we can get it done in five days, maybe, but like anything major significant, it's just, it's it's too late.
1: Yeah. And even that I'd probably be a little bit skeptical of just because like, you know, I've been, uh, you know, they did a couple of construction projects around the facility. It just takes longer than you think, you know, it's, and so you don't want that like, you know, Oh, like the contractor says, it'll take five days. There's always something that comes up that takes a little bit longer. Yeah. And you don't anyone want anyone who's
0: ever done anything on a house knows. <laughs> yeah, and
1: you don't want that bleeding into the season. Cause guys, it, it is, it is disruptive. It, it is like, as much as that's like, Oh my gosh, how it just is like, it, it affects your, your workspace. It affects your, your daily schedule. So I, I think he'd probably avoid that. You know, I'm, I'm just assuming I think it's, I think it's going to be more hirings and firings on the non football operations side. Um, to kind of get the business stuff the business kind of infrastructure set up and those will be pretty dramatic right away you know like um but i don't know if the fans will will see that like immediately like see the results sure. of that immediately i guess so i i think um either either of those dates it probably doesn't doesn't do too much except maybe give uh, ron and marty or the marty's a, a go ahead to say hey let's get cam curl done and that, that's something that i can right. see happening
0: Right. Um, and even on the business side, like, I think a lot of this season, like if, if he had been able to be here in May, that's a different scenario in terms of maybe he makes some of these yeah. business changes going into the season. And hey, we want to do a different media plan or a different marketing plan. And I, I, these are I'm picking random yeah, whatever, I'm yeah. not I'm not I'm not being specific in any way. Um, but like the, our game presentation, I really like what we do with the Devils or the Sixers. And I want to bring some of those people or some of those ideas here like people are working through the summer to put all this stuff together. Yeah. Like, and, and there's only so much time it's, it's to probably been established it. So, in a lot of cases. Yeah. And so there's going to be a whole lot of observing from Josh Harris and, and he might install some people to do that observing for him. Correct. Yeah. Um, but there's ultimately only so much you can do. And, and I don't think that there's a huge deal between July 20th and August 8th, uh, other than how much time do, uh, do the, the media outlets in town specifically, perhaps two radio stations have time to uh, plan very special shows for that, yeah. that day and, um, you know, any kind of celebrations that might that might happen. All right. Uh, next biggest question is the quarterback position, obviously. Um, and this one, you know, I, I'm going to ask you a question. I asked Ben standing on the radio yesterday, which is if they're going to have this be a true competition. At some point, Jacoby would need one reps. Yes. Um, what is the thing that would open the door for that uh, to have that truly like it's it's always a competition because they're evaluating each and every day. Sure. But to have it be more of a direct head to head competition, what opens the door from Sam Howell to welcome Jacoby Brissett into that?
1: Um, I kind of think a couple things. What I think if he comes in um, and has like a multi day skid you know what I mean? Where mm-hmm. it just looks, it looks too fast for him. Like he just can't kind of handle it. And I've seen that happen. I've, you know, like in different places I've been, like with backup quarterbacks where they've kind of been getting a little bit more burn and they've, you know, they've gone with the a three going with the twos or a two going with the ones. And um, you know, you're like, Oh wow, this is, I'm excited for this guy. I like this guy. Let's see what happens. And it just kind of, Melts away any kind of charisma or dexterity that they had developed is gone so I think that would be something that would be pretty telling like let's say they get you know day three four five of OTAs he takes a little stumble which you or a mini camp or a training camp takes a little stumble which you would expect we talked about how that's kind of a, a tipping point for installs and stuff and then that continues for a couple of days um that's yeah. something I would think about And then also obviously um the the Baltimore practice like let's say Jacoby comes out and just looks really sharp and Sam is having a hard time with with the new with with what the defense is presenting him um I think that would be something that'd be really telling uh outside of that it's hard for me to see because like you know if, if OTA is a minicamp or any indication like you know he had a couple rough days he had, a, he had a rough period but I on the whole I, I was impressed with his consistency and um yeah. and I I can't imagine him kind of faltering too badly but if he does like those are the things like if I'm the coach like you got to make the decision that's best for the team, and if it looks too fast for them or too big for them, you probably make that tr- uh, transition. And it might be really gradual. It might be like over the course of a couple of days, like, hey, you know, Jacoby, take you're taking two two reps with the first team, and it's it'll be really subtle, and it might grow or it might decrease. Because sometimes people do that actually to help the starter. You know, if they're, if they're coming along having a hard time, just limiting the the challenging reps for them. So we'll see what happens. But th- that would be the only thing that I would consider. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
0: Yeah, no, same. If it looks too fast for him, and I think if the turnovers continue, you know, some of the, the turnover problems that he's had in OTAs are, you know, the small windows, the the lack of run, like the the one-dimensional nature of it, This is a really hard test, and, and he's, scored the way that you think he would score, um, which is both positive and negative. Um, He's a he's a second year guy who doesn't have a lot of experience. There's going to be mistakes. And uh, the question is, can he he start eliminating some of those once you have a more dynamic, you know, play calling array? in practice. And so if he's, if he's turning the ball over a ton, I think you have to start introducing some reps for Jacoby. And then depending on how Sam responds to that, how Jacoby responds, I think it's got to happen. The biggest thing, Logan is before the Baltimore practices, like Jacoby's first one reps half. If they, if they are happening before the Baltimore practices, and then you get that those Baltimore practices to kind of be the final test. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe you're splitting more evenly in those practices, but like you can't, you can't have Sam just get to the Baltimore practices having taken all the reps, him not perform well there, and then be like, "Okay, we're switching quarterbacks." To me, that seems irresponsible. I guess you could because well, so you're I, just relying on Brissett's experience, but at that point, like you've you've kind of set Jacoby up in a bad spot too because he hasn't actually worked with the guys that he's going to have to win football games with, and that that seems like a bad idea too.
1: Well, I think that's one of the reasons why you bring Jacoby. And I think it's one of the reasons we were advocating for Jacoby. And um, you know, obviously, he I think he can play at a starting caliber level for spurts in his career. And he's done a nice job of that. He's a great leader. But I think one of the things that I think and I value about him and I think they value about him is that being a good backup means you don't need those one reps, right? And so that was something that at points in my career, I had to navigate, right? Like I'm not getting any reps with the ones, but I had to make sure that I was ready for that level of game speed because I knew I'd be in, in certain situations because of injury or whatever it was. And so that was, I think, one of the reasons I was valuable, especially later in my career, is because like they knew that I'd be ready from an intellectual standpoint and physically I'd be ready. Like I was always going to be in shape and I'd always be ready to go. And that's not, that's not fair. It's not fair to the player, but that's the expectation, quite frankly. And I'm not sure if that, I, I'm, I'm totally, this is total speculation. I, mean, I haven't talked to anybody in the building about this, but. Just knowing Jacoby's career, knowing kind of his reputation, I would assume that that's kind of how they feel about it quite honestly right like yeah. that they just think he's like he like that that's the deal that's why you're getting paid 10 million bucks is so when when it doesn't go well, whether that's during the Baltimore practices, whether that's week one of training camp, whether that's week one of the season um, we expect you to be ready to go and I think um, that that's why you're paying a little bit of a premium for that backup quarterback spot
0: yeah no agreed if i was ron and eb i'd probably get him a couple of one reps anyway I just mean, be like hey man like we've we've had situations we've had so much injury problems the last couple of years of quarterback it, it's smart to have a little bit of
1: a base i, th- I think i think I did, in a perfect world they would do that i just think the media yeah. here would see those you know those five reps in a practice and be like oh my gosh jacoby's taking over the position and make a big storyline about it so knowing yeah. having having been on that side of it too like this is going to sound crazy, but coaches consider that because they know that the oh, second yeah, that and they, happens, they should to an extent.
0: Yeah. But like, it's how will it affect the player? And if it, if if it's, you know Ron's going to come out and be like, "Hey, this isn't a big deal. We're just you know we're we're cross training guys. We want to make sure there's a little bit of reps, a little bit of familiarity. Um, you but know, then, we want Jacoby to throw to Terry." But then those once questions
1: then those questions come up, and the, for for the team, like they the offense starts getting asked those questions. These guys in the locker room start talking about it. And I can, so I'm not saying that right or wrong. I just could see him not doing that because of that kind of media, the media here, like, uh, you know, I'm a part of it now is one of the toughest markets that I ever played in my career. You know, I played in five different markets and this is a brutal market for that kind of stuff. Like, you know, for example, in Atlanta, like (laughs) Atlanta, Chicago, they're asking you the, the softest lollipop questions. Guys like barely watch practice. Like, it's like, you know, Hey, yeah, great. You know, how's it going? But, and here it's a little bit more investigative, a little bit more acute and rightfully so it's a big market. So, um, but I, yeah. I do think that, that that, needs, that should be, should be factored in a little bit with, with some of this stuff, obviously.
0: All right. Uh, last, and this might actually be the biggest question, um, is the O-line situation. And, yeah. you know, I don't know what we're going to say that's new that hasn't been said already, but like, we don't know what the hell this offensive line is going to look like uh, in terms of performance. Obviously, we know Sadiq is going to get that first shot at left guard. We know all the personnel and uh, the other four spots. But like, once they put pads on, once they start doing the run game stuff, uh, and and they're in more live like eleven on eleven type of periods with pads, like we're going to find out how good this group is real fast because that defensive line is going to
1: show us. Yeah. I was going to say, like, I think, you, you know, obviously um, like Cosby is a good at guard. Wiley's a good at tackle, but like what happens when you're actually pass protecting, like for real with pads on and you got to move people off the spot. I think, I think Cosby and Wiley will do excellent with that, but I'm a, like Wiley is like, you know, meeting him. He's not a huge man. Like, you, you know, you have these expectations, of what tackles look like, and he doesn't, look like that he plays well he's a good football player so like I'm excited that he's here but how do you handle like one of the best power rushers in the NFL you know in Montez Sweat or Chase Young like wh- how, how does your your frame accommodate that like what technical things are you going to be doing to kind of put yourself in a better position to, to win those one-on-one matchups that's something that I'm really really curious to see um the guard the the left guard spot again is something that I'm really interested in just because it's kind of like you know Sadiq has looked good at times in practice you see the athleticism you see the explosion I think you see a a much kind of smarter much more in in tune player but um again they haven't been doing the whole offense they haven't been doing the runs and the the pads aren't on so um the group is really interesting it's really really interesting because there's a lot of people in new spots a lot of question marks um and so yeah to me that's even more than Sam Howell, which I know sounds crazy, but we got to see a yeah. pretty good sample size of Sam. You know, he was getting, you know, probably 20 throws of practice, 25 throws of practice in team kind of settings, seven on seven, team pass, two minute, whatever it is. And, you know, as much as that's limiting, you get a pretty good evaluation, a good feel for where the guy's at. With the O-line, there was none of that. So, um, I, again, my, my biggest question going to training camp, that, that third day of training camp when they put those pads on is, is what that group looks like and how do they gel and how do they come together? And also really like to your earlier point about, um, biggest takeaways is how does EB help that group? So right. lots of stuff going on there for sure.
0: For sure. Um, and I agree with you. It's a bigger story than quarterback in some ways, cause it's so heavily going to influence quarterback. Yeah. Like if these guys are good, Good. Uh, if these guys are bad, Sam's toast. Um, that's the nature of offensive line play in the NFL. Uh, all right. That's it. That's all for this week's show. Well, show's. Uh, we do two a week, so make sure you are subscribed to get both of them. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcast. Watch full episodes on YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1067. The fan highlights on my YouTube page, youtube.com slash at Craig Hoffman uh, next week. We will get into our off season uh, mode completely. Uh, I know Logan has been wanting for months to do who will win an 11, yeah. 11 football game uh between 11 11 linemen and 11 skill guys so perhaps that's next week and some more fun any kind of any kind of
1: game stuff like moment. we're gonna be this is it this is uh logan's, logan's got ideas we're, we're, in, we're
0: in logan paulson silly season and i'm excited for it uh so we'll see you next week for that uh it's take command from odyssey sports thanks so much for listening